0: Welcome to the Aftercare Ally. I am Michelle Pasula kugler the Executive Director of the Horse Fund, a charitable organization that focuses on the safe and secure retirement of Thoroughbreds. This week's guest is Kim DeLong, President of Finger Lakes Thoroughbred Adoption Program. Good morning. I'm here with Kim DeLong of Finger Lakes Thoroughbred Adoption Program. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. So let's start with where is uh, the Finger Lakes Thoroughbred Adoption Program located within the Finger Lakes?
1: Finger Lakes Thoroughbred Adoption Program is located on the grounds of the Finger Lakes Racetrack. We're the only um, adoption program in North America located on the grounds of a racetrack. And um, our board is made up of a mixture of Finger Lakes Horsemen and Finger Lakes Management. It's a, a collaborative effort to take care of the, uh, the horses as they retire
0: Well, that's pretty amazing, so
1: you have do you have an entire barn then at the track or part of a barn? How does that work? Yeah, we have a barn um, located right off of um, one of the side roads that goes by the track, and it has uh, sixteen stalls, we have an indoor arena and oh, wow. And four paddocks that are um, 60 by 60. And then we have two round pens also. We're looking, hopefully, to expand the paddocks and and add two more so that we could get half the barn out each, uh, every other day. Mm -hmm. Because right now what we do is, is, um, depending on how they get along, we buddy up a couple of them to get half the barn out. So one one side of the barn are the boys and the other side are the girls and they go out every other day
0: okay nice that that sounds pretty amazing um so with this unique uh location and whatnot how did your program begin how long has it been in existence
1: uh the program started or you know opened its doors in 2006 so we're Mm -hmm. you know coming up on 20 years pretty soon Mm -hmm. probably i'll blink and it'll be 20 years (laughs) yes (laughs) and um it basically started because there were a couple of uh, trainers on the backside who would rehome their horses and and then they did that with a couple of horses, and then they couldn't find the horses after because they would check up on them periodically. And it got a conversation going between management and horsemen that we needed to do something more formal. And um, Finger Lakes Thrillbird Option program was born. That
0: is amazing. I have talked to dozens of aftercare groups, and I don't think I've heard of a story like this where it's trainers rehoming and wanting to follow the horses. That is just amazing. Um, that's yeah, not finger. A-
1: well, Finger Lakes is a small is a small track, and it's more of a, a like a home track because mm-hmm. um, there's generations of trainers mm-hmm. that have been here for since we opened since the track opened in 1962. And it's, you know, in the Finger Lakes, it's a nice area, the schools are good. So they would just, and the meet was long, or is long. It goes from uh, April to November. So instead of packing everything up and going to another track, like is the norm, mm-hmm. these people started buying homes around here and raising their kids. And, you know, they take the winter off themselves, most of them.
0: hmm Wow, that so sounds it's nice. Just, you know,
1: yeah, it is. It's it is unique that you know we want to make sure that the horses that they wanted to make sure that their horses are taken care of, and this is one place where management and horsemen get along, and they don't, you know, there isn't any friction or anything. They we're all on the same page.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. That's really great. And you know, teamwork makes the dream work, right?
1: Yes. Um yeah, so
0: it Yeah. Um, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you there. That's okay. Um, so how long have you been with the program?
1: Uh I've been the president since um two thousand fourteen. I before that I was doing fundraising for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And then um the president uh that was he was from Man- Finger Lakes Management and he got another job. And so he resigned, and um, they asked me if I would do it. And I've been here at the track since 1987. Oh, wow! And I'm, and I, yeah, I'm kind of unique too because I, 87 and 88, I worked in the horseman's office for for the Finger Lakes Thoroughbred or Finger Lakes uh, HPBA, mm-hmm. and then I came over to management. And so I basically know everybody that's on the backside. And they know me, and it it helps a lot when they are comfortable with who's doing taking care of their horses.
0: Absolutely. Um that connection and knowing one another really is helpful. I've uh, you know, worked with other tracks, and definitely, depending on what track it is and what aftercare group, you know there are different levels of uh, i don't know comfort, I guess I say, between the both sides of the you know equation.
1: Yeah. And plus so, we're, you know, I've always stressed that, you know, we're very honest about everything. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when we're, when we're adopting these horses out, uh, we, we encourage pre-purchase exams and we're very honest with whoever the, the adapter is going to be, what, the limits are, or what problems there might be with each horse, so that you know nobody gets a surprise.
0: Sure, and that does seem to be a key component, right? That you it's far better yeah. for someone to know a horse's limitations and then willingly adopt the horse as opposed to yeah. not knowing and then saying, Well, I'd like to bring this horse back, yeah, or, or yes. moving it on on their own. Um, yeah, yeah, so. What happens when a horse is accepted into your program,
1: or, you know, what is the process for
0: retiring a horse through you? Uh,
1: the the trainers can um, stop by the barn and fill out a form, a donation form, and then as soon as we have an opening, we'll call them and let them know that uh, we have a stall open and they can bring that horse in. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously throughout the meet, we have, you know, maybe five, six horses on the waiting list. Um, it just depends on how how fast things are moving on the adoption part of it. Wow. Um, things have slowed down this year, some I think more because of the economy than anything else. Mm-hmm. But um, the ones that are coming in and adapting, you know, they're they're adapting for a certain purpose. They're either going to the retired racehorse project in '24 or um, they're you know. They're trail riders and they, you know, they need a sound horse.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so the horse, once um, there's a, a stall available, what happens for the
1: horse? What's your process after that? Um, they come in and um, we give them at least two, three weeks to just kind of decompress and get used to the barn because um, obviously when they're on the backside, there's maybe two or three people at most that are handling them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a staff of um, five, along with a couple of volunteers. And so they're being handled by more people. And we're also open to the public. So it gets them used to um, a busy barn, which if they're going to go someplace to be boarded, obviously there's other horses being boarded and it can be a pretty busy place. And and we get to see also if the horse is one that's going to be okay with a busy barn, or maybe they just want to go to somebody's farm that has one or two other horses, and you know, just have to hang out.
0: Sure, sure. I um, that makes sense because you know when you're evaluating these horses, you you know there's the soundness and health, but also their mental disposition. Um, you know, yes, those, and that's may-
1: that's a that's a big factor sometimes with some of them. Sure. Is that you know because um, we we actually last year um our local uh humane society lollipop farm uh, had a horse a thoroughbred over there that we heard of and it and she just did not like those barn animals at all, mm-hmm. so we contacted them and offered to take her mm-hmm. and uh as soon as she was with us and with the other horses, she was a lot more calm and happy, and we were able to find someone for her. Um, and that
0: is great. Um, I So do you work, does it ever work the other way that lollipop might take a horse from you due to, you know, crowding issues um, or
1: anything? No, they more, uh, apparently from what I've heard lately is they are going to be building their own equine facility. Mm-hmm. So that might in the future be something that we'll be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very, you know, they're not, they're medium sized for a humane society. Okay. And uh, you know they can. They can, you know, thoroughbreds are a little bit different. Sure. Or.
0: You know,
1: so it just you know they just kind of figured out every horse wants to be a farm horse and that's not true. Right. Right. <laughs> um. So the horse
0: is with you. You know it's ready to be adopted. Yep. Once a horse is adopted. Um, do you require reporting from the new owners? What happens when, you know, you, and I understand you have to make the perfect match, um, but when that match is yeah. made, what's next?
1: Yeah. So then um, once the horse is adapted, we follow the horse for a year okay. with um, three, six and 12 month um, uh, paperwork that they have to fill out and send, pa- and they have to send pictures of the horse without blanket. And um you know, and we've stressed also that we're always there for them if they are having, you know, maybe an issue or they want to run something by somebody. Um, our trainer, Melissa Porter, is real good at helping out our adapters. Mm-hmm. But once the 12 months is up, the horse belongs to them. We'll send them the full papers or the now that's the digital full papers. Right. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then. You know, um they still stay in touch with us. Most of their, most of the adapters, they'll post on our Facebook page what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, you know, we're still hearing from people that have adapted ten years ago.
0: Oh, that's wonderful.
1: So, yeah. So we know we've made good choices when we've placed the horses.
0: Sure. Um, any idea how many horses have gone through your program over the
1: seventeen years? Uh, probably close to. Um, 700
0: oh wow that that's a significant amount
1: yeah last year we had our, our record year of adoptions which was 52 um, there's also um, a trainer's listing on the back side too which you know we can't take everybody because we only have 16 stalls so they, they're a help too mm-hmm. but nice. um, you know it's all a collaborative thing here pretty much
0: that, that's really pretty. That's amazing. Um, you talked about being open to the public. I mean, do you mean truly just people can stop by or is it
1: by appointment or? Yep. No, now they can come anytime from um, nine to three. And uh, it's uh, except for uh, two days a week, uh, Thursdays and Sundays, because uh, we only have morning help on those days. Mm-hmm. And then someone comes in in the afternoon and feeds. Those are the uh, Melissa's days off. Mm-hmm. and, um, but yeah, they can come in, um, you know, we have peppermints available, so they can feed peppermints. We have um, school groups come sometimes. We actually had one this spring that came and did a lot of uh, yard work and stuff for us and uh, fixed things in the barn that needed to be fixed for us.
0: I love that. Um, I And I love that you have peppermints for them. It must be... Oh, yeah. I, I'm a big animal person my entire life. And yeah. um, and from to my thinking, anytime you can get contact with an animal is wonderful bo- for both the human and the animal. So your horses, not all, but I would assume
1: most must love that as well as the people who come to visit. Oh, they do. They absolutely love it. And we also hold events sometimes in the barn. Uh, actually, October 8th, we'll be holding what we call the re- Ride for the Retirees. And anybody, it's open to mixed breeds. Anybody can come register and ride on the racetrack itself. They can oh. either walk, trot, or canter around. And then um, and our pony people that escort the horses during the, the racing, mm-hmm. they go around with a group. And um, our track photographer will take a picture of them going, over, going across the finish line and in the winner's circle and um she has those pictures up available for um purchase and she donates that money to us and that day the barn will be open and um then uh you know there'll be a lot of people wandering through and a lot of kids and it's a it's a fun day
0: that um sounds amazing and again what great collaboration that the you know track allows you to use it for that purpose and that it's all a charitable event and I, for riders to be able to say you know i rode on the racetrack and crossed the finish line yeah. i mean that really is a i love that i'll make sure oh, it, that we uh, promote that for you
1: yeah yeah it's a. it's really a lot of fun and everything. And, and this year we're um adding a cornhole tournament to it too so that you know we can get maybe some extra people out to see the horses at the barn and get you you know absolutely start coming and visiting
0: yeah and do, do you have a lot of volunteers um that you that help with the running of
1: your program um we have like we have like two that are steady mm-hmm. um the rest it's hit or miss some people come in thinking, oh, you know, this is going to be great. I'm going to be able to play with the horses, but they don't realize there's some work that needs to be done. Right. <laughs>
0: yes. It, it, so, um,
1: you know, they last, you know, they might last a couple weeks or a month and then, you know, they're like, no, this isn't for me. So we're okay. Right.
0: Right. Yes. It's not just petting the horse. It's, it's a little bit more than that.
1: Yeah. So if you're, we do have a oh, lot. Sorry. Go ahead. And we do have a lot of people that, you know, will volunteer for events like the Ride for the Race Retirees or we have, we hold out uh, holiday with the horses, with Santa, and people will come, you know, people will help out with that. We nice. have some people that will just do events, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is always good to have. Yeah. And so um, how do you receive your funding? Obviously, I'm guessing you get some from the track and some from the horsemen. Is that correct? Yes.
1: Um, Yeah. The horsemen, for every start, we um, receive $2.50. And the Finger Lakes Management matches that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plus Finger Lakes Management also, um, if there's like a lot of, you know, physical labor or um, things that, you know, we can't do on our own, um, the maintenance department is available to help us out.
0: Well, that's nice. And yeah.
1: then the rest is fundraising, I assume. Yeah, fundraising and also grants. Um, okay. You know, we're we're accredited by the uh, Thoroughbred Aftercare Alliance, mm-hmm. and we do get a receive a grant through them. And then there's Thoroughbred Charities of America, which we receive a grant from them. Uh, and then there's other smaller grants sometimes, like ASPCA or something I find on, you know, the website or on some website or something and I apply for.
0: Nice.
1: And then there's just general, there's general donations throughout the year. Plus uh, at the holiday time, there's a holiday appeal letter that goes out with a membership.
0: Mm -hmm. Excellent.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: So this is probably my favorite part of every interview I do. I like to ask about um, for, for you to share a story about a horse that is special and it could be because it's very touching it could be because it's humorous but I like to put an equine face on this interview so is and it you know is there a horse that's gone through your program that really
1: kind of just strikes a chord with you um there was yeah um two reigns uh she was the mama of um Tin Cup Chalice, who did a lot of, um, who actually won um, the uh, three legs of the uh, New York Breeding and Development Fund. Um, there's three races that mm-hmm. they have that if you win it, then you get a you know another bonus. Um, two Reigns, she's sweetest thing in the world uh, when she came in, but. Unbeknownst to us before that, she had someone had sold her and um she had ended up in one of the kill pens and she oh. came in we went we we ended up getting her and uh you know getting her back on her feet again and now she's in Virginia just hanging out in a meadow oh. having the time of her life. Oh, and she cool. was she was just the sweetest horse.
0: Oh that's nice. Yeah. That's that yeah amazing sometimes the situations these horses get placed into and then yeah um...
1: unfortunately yeah unfortunately yeah um you know if if you really don't pay attention to what you're doing there's a possibility for that to happen and unfortunately you know it happened to her but Mm -hmm. um, like i said you know her 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 her, she had a soft landing with a lady in virginia that's going to keep her forever so
0: Oh, well, that's wonderful. It is. You know, when
1: I talk about the horses that I track for Wasabi Ventures
0: and um, that I either help with the retirement or I privately purchase to retire, I always talk about that these horses get their happily ever after. And it's what they deserve. Yeah. Right. They did it is. their best for us. And now we need to do our best for them when they're done with their racing career.
1: That's right. And that's um, our our motto is giving horses a second chance to be winners.
0: Oh, oh, I love that. That's
1: our, our tagline, yeah, I love that, and and we're we're totally committed to that. So yes, it sure sounds like it.
0: Um, if people yeah. are listening to this and want to help your program, what can they do?
1: Uh, they could go to our website, which is uh, www.fltap.org, and there's a donation button with a feed sack. And uh, they can make a donation or if um, they're out, you know, shopping and they see some uh, weed ropes or reins or something, or not reins, bridles on sale and they want to pick up a couple extra and have them shipped to us, that would be great too. All right. Um, Well, I want
0: to thank you for your time today, but was there anything I didn't ask you about that you wanted to talk about today?
1: think so. I think we covered everything. And this has been a great interview. So thank you very much for having me on.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh, best of luck with the Ride for Retirees in October. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Aftercare Ally. You can learn more about the Finger Lakes Thoroughbred Adoption Program at fltap.org and the Horse Fund at thehorsefund.org. Links to the websites and social media channels are also located in the podcast description. Thank you for supporting Thoroughbred Aftercare via your words, actions, and donations.